Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Welcome everyone to <laughs> another episode of Love's Fire. Welcome. And we are back for another amazing and important and challenging perhaps and convicting and encouraging uh, topic and episode. Last week we shared about... Um, integrity and the fear of the Lord, which is what we're going to be sharing out again. But more specifically, we shared about Joshua and the day the sun stood still and how God was backing up his people and Joshua's bad covenant, bad promise to the Gibeonites. And that's when the day, that that's when the sun stood still was backing up a covenant that they should have never made according to God. Yeah. And so it's just so amazing and God's um, mercy <laughs> mercy and grace and his righteousness. And he said, be holy as I am holy. Yeah. Uh, he said that in the Old Testament, and that's repeated even in the New Testament. Yeah. And so, um, but we can't do it on our own. It's only by his spirit and his grace. Yes. His mercy that we get to do that. So this is not, um, like I've heard Dan Muller say, like, you know, if you hear something and you're convicted, this is true for us as well. Like if we hear something yeah. and we're convicted about something, you know, if like the shoe fits, kick it off. Yeah. It doesn't belong to you. It doesn't, it's not meant for you. So, you know, this is not, none of this is meant to bring condemnation because yeah. there's no condemnation uh, for those who are in Christ, yeah. who don't walk according to flesh, but according to spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus yeah. is free from the law of spirit of uh, of sin, the law of sin, sin and, and death, death. Yeah. and so so God set us free from condemnation in Him, and so if we're convicted, then we just uh, we just repent and uh, we thank Him for who we truly are, yeah, and then we move on. Yep, it's so good. I mean, a lot of things we share challenge us as well, and the amazing thing I love about that story with Joshua and even just what Thomas referred to of God saying, "Be holy as I am holy." It's um, it's amazing though that God like in his um, encouragement to us of like keeping no record of wrong, like keeping no record of wrong for ourselves as well, because Joshua could have been like, well, I wasn't supposed to make this covenant. Why continue in integrity? And yet he still did. And Mm. it's like, just for us too, just if we mess up, like repent and keep going, like don't let those downfalls keep you going down and down and down. You know, it's, you get to rely on the grace of Jesus to continue on and his God ask like God commanding and telling us that we are holy isn't for us to do it in our own strength. And yeah, keep going. Yeah, that's so good. Reminds me of in Proverbs, it says uh, the righteous man falls down seven times, but he gets back up. Yeah, it's so good. And so I was even thinking of, uh, you know, the story of King David this past week. It's like the one man that God specifically said, this is a man after my own heart. Yeah. And Jesus is is going to sit on the throne of David in the future. And it's like, what an honor for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe to sit on a throne named after a human being, a person that so moved his heart. And yet, if you look at the story of David, even after he knew God, even after he walked with God, he committed murder and adultery. Yeah. And... And yet he repented, long story short, he repented, 
And, you know, Psalms 51 is about that repentance, that prayer of repentance. Yeah. And he repented, and then he turned back to God, and then he was full-heartedly walking with God again, and God doesn't see his mistake. Like, he had to, uh, there's some really, you know, um, it's not like uh, his sin didn't have any impact. It did. I mean, he lost a child. There was, uh, you know, terrible things that happened in his family. His yeah. own son tried to kill him and took the throne from him. Um, so it's like, you know, the there was a lot of bad fruit from the sin that he committed. Yeah. But yet God still saw him as holy and blameless through the blood of Jesus, you know, which he hadn't shed yet. But yeah. Jesus is the land that was slain before the foundation of the world. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, it's such an amazing story of the gospel in the Old Testament uh knowing that you know David committed all these horrible things and yet the the key to his life wasn't how perfect he lived every single moment the key was that that he repented when he made yeah. a mistake he repented yeah. and that wasn't the only mistakes he made there was others yeah. but he repented each time yeah and it, he didn't even do it right away you know for with Bathsheba it took you know, it's Nathan the prophet coming to him yeah. to for him to be convicted. But when he was convicted, finally, when he finally saw the light, he repented and he wholeheartedly turned back to God. He didn't wallow in his dis- you know, his mistakes, his yeah. failures, his despair. He he pressed on, and uh, so anyway, that's an amazing encouragement to us and to all everyone, yeah. all of, all believers that yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, what's behind. What matters is now with Jesus. Yeah that we get to repent and move on if we've made mistakes and we get to forget what's behind and we'll look forward to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, you know, just like Paul talks about in Philippians 3, uh, you know, 13, I think. Mm. So so good. Anything to add to that before we jump into our passage? <laughs> I mean, there's so many good things you can talk about just evaluating David and God's relationship. I just love it. I love the way that he always came to God. Like he didn't hide from him, whether it was good emotions or bad emotions, he was bringing it to God. And so that's something that we get to learn from is not to hide from him. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the prodigal son, you know, when he came back, the father embraced him. Yeah. So good. So good. So, (laughs) We're going to read a Psalm of David, Psalm 15. How perfect. How perfect. Um, the character of those who may dwell with the Lord. Mm. And you could say that David could dwell with the Lord. And yet again, remember, he made all these mistakes. Mm. And yet he still is dwelling with the Lord. Yeah. And still consider a man after God's own heart. Jesus will still sit on his throne again because he kicked off the shoe that wasn't his. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he repented. Yeah. So... In verse one, it says, "The Lord, who may, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle, who may dwell in your holy hill, he who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart." And if he speaks the truth in his heart, that means he speaks the truth through his mouth, because <laughs> out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So what Jesus said. So yeah. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up reproach a reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. Yeah. And he swears to his own, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. So 
So he who makes a promise or covenant to his own harm and does not change, just like uh, Joshua did yeah. with the Gibeonites. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to make that covenant. Right. And yet he does. He didn't change. He kept his word. Yeah. And going on, it says in verse 5, he who does not put out his money at uh, usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. And so such amazing promise. And, yeah. and think about all the times it talks about, uh, you know, the, the tongue and what we do, what we speak and what we say and, and yeah. if keeping our words and, and the fear of the Lord, which is all connected because, you know, Proverbs 18 or nine, uh, 8, 13, mm. it defines the fear of the Lord. And it says the fear of the Lord is uh, to hate evil, yeah. pride and arrogance, the evil way. And the perverse mouth I hate. Yeah. And so the fear of the Lord is not only reverence for God, but that reverence for God produces uh, in us. Um, I mean, it's connected to His heart. Yeah. And God hates evil. Yeah. He loves what is good, and He hates evil. He loves people. Yeah. So, uh, but He hates the sin. Right. Right. And it, that's what. Yeah. It doesn't say to hate the, like. It says the evil way and the perverse mouth. It's like, it's none of that is a person. It's like what is coming out of a person. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, of course, Jesus is the perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't mince his words. He, uh, he rebuked the way of the Pharisees, for example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yet he still died for them, and he still right. said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing, as they're mocking him yeah. on the cross. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, so it's so powerful. And so, um, there's uh, two other Psalms that are connected to this I was thinking about sharing, and we may get to it if we have time, Psalm 24 and Psalm 34, again, connecting um, at least uh, parts of those, connecting the fear of the Lord and and just speaking what is right, mm. um, you know, clean hands, pure heart, um, and ascending his holy hill and walking in his ways. So the, there's a lot of good things there. Um, and one thing to keep in mind is now in Christ, as new believers and as believers in the new covenant, he's given us his heart. He's made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, Second Corinthians five twenty one. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So he's given us a clean heart. He's given us, you know, he's made us new creations. All things have passed away. All things have become new. All things are from him. Yeah. So this isn't something we try to work for or attain. Like we've already attained in Christ. Yeah. And now it's just a matter of letting that truth wash us, letting yeah. his goodness, his love, his spirit and his grace wash us and to, you know, wash with the water of the word. And now it's a matter of walking out the reality of who we are in Christ already. Yeah. And so, but I want to share a story with you that really has impacted me. Um, uh, and you know, I, you know, we, uh, not we, but my fam my siblings and I, heard it growing up from my dad, and um, and so. Uh, and I don't know, Christine might share some things afterwards too, but uh, if you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, 
my dad, he was, uh, he got saved when he was, um, I mean, he grew up religious. Um, his dad was a Greek Catholic priest, um, which, uh, which is like a small denomination or area or like, a I don't know what to call it, a small offshoot of Roman Catholicism. So they were under the Pope, but they uh, were allowed to marry as priests. Just to clarify, because some of your wheels might have been turning. Like, wait, how is how did that work? So he was allowed to be married, um, but he was a priest. And then my dad, he wanted to be a priest as well, but then he became delusioned with the Catholic Church when, like, some big big shot from the Vatican who studied at the Vatican came and um, and he started like sharing with the group and he was like, my dad was so looking forward to this, like, wow, I can finally know the way to God. And, uh, and after a while, like he realized like, this is just philosophy, what he's teaching. He's not even teaching the word of God and he's not certainly not telling me how to get to God. And, uh, and I don't remember if he said this, like if he actually got up during it or maybe that's what I remember is him standing up and saying it to him. Yeah, but I, I could be wrong. That's just what the, yeah. that's how I saw the story when he heard him tell it. Yeah, so it was basically at some point he stands up and he says, "If you can't tell me how to get to God, you can't help me." And he like just walks out or is you know is done with this. Yeah, and then um, and then I think it was a priest, a priest that had found Jesus, that was born again, given his life to Jesus, that showed my dad and led him through the gospel <laughs> according to the Bible instead of according to religion. And uh, yeah, dead religion, obviously. And uh, so then he gave his life to Jesus. He was born again, and just uh, you know, radical salvation. And um, and so he. <laughs> uh, long story short, he actually wanted to be a priest, not knowing, like, you know, he wanted to go to Bible school. He wanted to give his life to God. But then his dad, who was a priest, said, "No, you're going to be an engineer. You're going to go to engineering school." So, in submission to his dad, he actually went to engineering school. And uh, he made a deal with God. He's like, God, if I get accepted, then I'll, I'll go. Otherwise, I won't. So he applied and he got accepted. And this is uh, just to give you, because this is completely different than I think most engineering schools now, at least in the U.S. So that was in Hungary. In Hungary, yeah. This For is some all, reason, someone doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, this is all in communist Hungary in, uh, I guess, I don't know. Long time 70s, ago. 70s, 80s. <laughs> and so... Um, so anyway, in the first year, my dad said that at least half the students uh, flunked out. Like, so is that that challenging of a school, or that's how they hard they were on the the students? And then anyway, his second year, um, he was, uh, um, you know, struggling with with his his grades and like was like on the verge of flunking out, but. The thing is, is that, like, for example, one of the professors during a test with, like, all the desks, like, right next to each other, he, during a test, walks out to have a smoke break. So he's basically saying, like, cheat as much as you want. And so everyone's cheating, but that my dad, because of his convictions, would not cheat. And, like, people are trying to, like, show him their papers, and he said, no, I'm not going to cheat. And that semester, he almost, almost flunked out, and... And so, again, this reminds me of swearing to your own hurt. You know, he's following his convictions to his own hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so, but what's amazing is that next, the very next semester, 
he said there was like miracle after miracle in his exams. And like he gave like two examples are like uh, one time he goes in to like to take his exam and he has like 10 minutes beforehand and he opens up his book. He reads one page, like his textbook of like hundreds of pages. He picks randomly, picks one page, reads it. And then it's time for the test, and the test is on that page <laughs> that he had just read. <laughs> like, only God. And then what was even more amazing than that was there's another exam, which this is, like, I've never taken an exam like this, but I guess in Hungary they had these oral exams in front of the whole class where you answered one or two questions to the professor in front of everyone, and they would grade you on the spot. Wow. Talk about pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and this this professor in this particular case uh, was famous for not giving A's to anyone. He said, like, if you're a, basically said, if you're a, you know, a average student or a good student even, you'll get a C. If you're like the best student, you'll get a B and only, a, only the professor can get an A. <laughs> <laughs> like that, I don't know how well that would fly in, uh, you know modern u.s professors ruin yeah. everyone's 4.0 yeah um th that's shooting for that anyway anyway so he gets up there and after f to do this exam oral exam in front of the class and after five minutes the professor stops and says you get an a <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. this professor that never gave a's yeah and this is just the semester after my dad almost flunked out because he wouldn't cheat yeah and so, like, it's just, like, I remember that story. It was such an amazing example of, like, of God, you know, backing up his word and that it's never worth it to, yeah. uh, you know, and it's so, it, it's so, like, it's never worth it to compromise. Right. And there was, like, a, even a student that came up to him at some point and said, like, you know, I know another Christian. Like, you have to, for those that don't know, like, communist the communist government was uh, officially atheist. So the whole government is against God and against Christians and any, any religion. Um, and so that's, that's the setting of all this. Yeah. And so he was like one of two Christians that this guy knew that was a student. And he said, you know, you know, I know this other guy who says he's a Christian too, but he cheats, but you don't. And so it's like one so-called Christian was giving God a bad name because yeah. people could say, well, he's just like the rest of us. But my dad, he was um, taking a stand for God and for righteousness and God backed him up. Yeah. And it was amazing. And there's other stories as well, uh, you know, how uh, you know, God was glorified through my dad's life. And it's amazing. He said right after he did that exam uh, and got an A, he went back down, opened up his Bible randomly, and uh, he read a, a verse that said something to the effect of, um, I don't do this because of your goodness or your righteousness. I do this for my great namesake. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. And so um, it's all by his mercy and his grace. Yeah. Like that's the gospel. It's a free gift. We can't earn it. He's earned it for us and we get to receive it and to walk it out. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So do you have anything else to add before we, we start to wrap up? <laughs> no. Go ahead. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that story. Yeah. So encouraging. Yeah. And so, yeah, for the sake of time, I don't know, we might do another one on this or something related. Uh -huh. But for the sake of time, I think we're going to wrap it up here. 
Um, and so again, our encouragement to you is this is not to, you know, if we haven't, you know, I've made mistakes, you uh, know, yeah, me too. we've all made mistakes. So this is not about walking in perfection yeah. your whole life. Again, that's why we brought up David. Yeah. It's like, okay, if, if you're convicted of something that you've done or, uh, then just, you know, say, father, forgive me. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Or if I did know, like, either way, I'm sorry. Like, that's not me. That's not who you created me to be. Yeah. And thank you for your spirit and grace empowering me to, uh, walk out the gospel to walk out what you've called me to. Yeah. Um, and so, and he'll do that. He'll help us. Yeah, he will. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to close us in, in prayer? Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for your amazing love and just these examples of those that have gone before us, living out your incredible truth and the amazing things you've laid out for us, Father. It's for our good and not for our harm, God. We thank you that you're the one that we fear, that we don't fear man or their criticism or their thoughts about us, Father, that nothing compares to the thoughts that you have for us. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you empower us all to walk like Jesus for your great namesake. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Well, we love you all. Yeah. Jesus loves you. He has an yes. amazing plan for your life, no matter yeah. what you've done, where you've been. As soon as you make him the Lord of your life yeah. and turn from your past yeah. to him, he makes us brand new. Yeah. And there's nothing, uh, there's no limit to what he can do in us and through us, most of all, to how we can know him. <laughs> yeah. And best of all. Yeah. So we bless you. Uh, and we speak grace and peace and life over you in Jesus' yeah. name. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.